everyone, and welcome back to On Deck with Josh. Today is Thursday, February 25th, and I am pretty tired. I'm pretty tired simply because we are shorthanded at work, and the people that are at work are running in circles, including myself. So today was a very, very busy day, but just as busy as it was for me today, it was in the college world as far as baseball and softball goes. Again, there's a ton of games to cover. However, I will only pick and choose a few. There was no upsets. There was no upsets. And then as far as baseball goes, there was not much going on, but I do want to talk a little bit about some moves that have happened. So let's get right into MLB first. We're going to start off with the Pirates as they got center fielder Dustin Fowler from the A's for cash. So Again, the Pirates are making moves now. They're nothing special, nothing huge. Uh, Dustin Fowler can possibly be a decent player. Um, I don't see him being a, say, for example, an A player, but more of a B, a B player. Um, you know, but he had some strong offensive numbers in the minors from 2017 to 2019. You know, some pretty good slugging. Uh, he was driving in runs. and So if, if, if he can get close to that in the majors and he could be a pretty solid player obviously he doesn't have much experience um and so we'll see what happens there but uh again the pirates are making moves nothing special but at least they're doing something i guess uh and they pretty much got them for nothing so hopefully that works out for them and the other one that i was going to talk about for mlb are the red Sox. i have already mentioned this in the past where they got marwin gonzalez but they made it official. The official signing was yesterday. And um, just to kind of go deep, because I remember telling you, the listeners, uh, that Marwin Gonzalez used to be pretty solid over in Houston. Ever since he left Houston, ever since they got caught cheating in 2017, his numbers have plummeted. And he's been average, if not below average, since. Um, so, you know, that. The fa- I, I want to say that the Red Sox got him for about $3.5 million, if I'm not mistaken, um, or $3 million, somewhere around that range, which I think is a good deal for someone who's not as good as he was when the team was cheating or when he was cheating. Uh, but, yeah, in fact, I got some numbers here to kind of prove what I was talking about. Here are the slugging percentages from 2017 to 2020 for Marwin Gonzalez. 17, his slugging was 530. Then it goes down to 409, 414, and 320. Obviously, last season, you know, was a shortened season. It was a crazy season. So even if it was just last season that his numbers were terrible, you can make an argument and be like, yeah, it was, you know, 2020. So, sure. But if you look at the numbers before those two seasons, it went down from 530 to 409, almost 100. That's what, 121 points lower. And then he brought it up to 414 the following season. That is not worth the amount of money that the Twins were paying him. You know, so he robbed the Twins uh, for their money um, because he's definitely not worth I can't remember off the top of my head. It was nothing. It was nothing crazy, but still, I mean, he was there for the three seasons, and he really didn't do squat. So, yeah. On top of that, his OPS um, it went from 907 in 2017, which is pretty darn strong, down all the way to 733, 736, and then 606. Again, last season I understand was a crazy season, and you know, not so many 
players, you know, it's kind of weird because a lot of good players, um, either they did good or decent. Not a lot of them just sucked. You know, it was, it's kind of rare. Uh, but, you know, I can I can see it hurting some players. You know, having a season like that, you started late. You know, your your whole workout, your your preparation, everything's just thrown off off guard because of how the season's going. Sure, you can make that case. But I, I don't know, man, 20, 2018 and 2019 is – there's no real excuse um, besides the fact that you were on a team that was cheating, banging on trash cans. You knew what pitch was coming, so you're going to be hitting well. Um, you know, whereas you go to the Minnesota Twins and they're not cheating or at least, you know, they haven't been caught per se. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to go down that path or that convo. What I'm trying to get at here is that Marwin Gonzalez uh, did terrible for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, lucky for the Twins, it was only a three-year deal, and now he's with the Red Sox, and you know he's going to have to prove himself again. Um, obviously, he's not going to be the starting third baseman there with Devers being at third base, uh, but or or even short. You got um, Xander Bogarts there. Yes, I couldn't say his name right, uh, but anyway. So more than likely, he'll serve either coming off the bench or as a DH, or he'll just be a utility man. Uh, like I said, he could play all infield positions. I'm sure he could play a little bit of the corner outfield as well still. Um, so it's not a bad signing. I just think it's it's pretty messed up, you know, for somebody to just suck that bad after doing so well, and then you get caught cheating, and then you suck. Anyway, so that's pretty much all I have for MLB. Uh, today's episode might be kind of short, and I apologize for that, but... Like I said, I've been so busy with work, um, and then there was not, there was no upsets. First of all, uh, whether it was college softball or baseball, uh, and then MLB has been kind of quiet lately. Obviously, they're all preparing for spring training. But anyway, let's just, I'm just gonna get into it. So in college baseball, I repeat myself, there was no, um, there was no upsets in the top 25 for the rankings. However, there was a big uh, historic night. And that's for number 21, Auburn, as they set a new school record for scored runs in a game. They ran over Alabama, Alabama, not Alabama, Alabama A&M 33-0. They scored 33 runs in a game, which is crazy. I mean, that's like slow-pitch softball kind of thing. Um, or football, if you want to make that reference, sure. Auburn's pitching allowed only three hits in nine innings pitched, zero earned runs, 13 strikeouts, and only walked three runners. Obviously, their offense was beyond good. No one can complain or argue about that. However, their pitching did very well, too. They only allowed those three hits, only walked three, and obviously they struck out 13 guys. So that's that's a phenomenal pitching by Auburn. Um, and, of course, their bats, they were making it happen. Uh, their hitters had, in, as a team collectively, they had ten doubles, two triples, and a home run. Brody Moore went four for six with two doubles, seven RBIs, and he scored two runs. Bryson Ware, Stephen Williams, and Tyler Miller—they all had four RBIs in just this one game for Auburn. And Stephen, Stephen Williams also had two doubles. Tyler Miller had that three-run home run shot, and Bryson Ware—he had a double and a triple. So there was all kinds of just slugging 
it almost seemed like a video game. And Auburn is now 5-0. and So, you know, obviously Alabama A&M is nothing great. Say like, uh, well, I was going to say UCLA, but they're not up there anymore. But really, really, really. UCLA, the Bruins are fantastic this year. Um, and even though they've gotten off to that rocky start, uh, thanks to San Francisco, they are going to come back. They're going to come back. But anyway, going back to um, Auburn, I do see Auburn climbing up the ranks even late in the season. Um, will they be in the top 10? I don't know. That's kind of hard to argue right now. It looks like they should be. <laughs> but um, I want to say that they're going to be in between that 13 to 18 mark towards the end of the season. Uh, but that's just my guess. I could be wrong. But congratulations to Auburn. That is the most that they've scored in school history. Um, and that is amazing. That is amazing. Uh, moving on to college softball. Again, there was no upsets there either. But there's two games that I want to that stood out for me. Um, one is historic, and you probably heard of it already. But if you haven't, you will. But before I get to that one, I want to talk about number seven, Texas, as they defeated Texas State 1-0. Because that game, though it wasn't a historic night, it was incredible. First of all, no one had scored runs all game long. I mean, it literally went into extra innings. And Texas, number seven, Texas, got a... Um, they pretty much, I don't want to say they got lucky, but they got that win off of an error. Uh, so they went in to the eighth inning, again, tied 0-0, and they ended up walking off. So they're 3-0 in the season now. And Texas State, their pitcher, Mullins, she went seven and two-thirds, allowing four hits, one run, which was unearned, three walks, and two strikeouts. Fantastic pitching. Fantastic pitching. However, the defense obviously let her down, and unfortunately for her, she had to pick up that loss. Uh, but, man, she was going in toe-to-toe uh, with Texas pitching, and she legit, I mean, had her team score just one run, they wouldn't have even have to gone to extra innings. So um, it's a bummer there for Marlins, but, you know, you win some, you lose some. Uh, but like I mentioned, a throwing error cost um, Texas State the I don't want to say the game, but it cost them big. It cost them big. And Texas pitching, however, they did very well as well. Uh, Shillin, I think it's Shillin, 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 Shillin. It must be Shillin. O'Leary, she went seven and two-thirds as well, four hits, zero walks, three strikeouts. And Molly Jacobson, she pitched uh, a third of the inning, and she got the win because of the walk-off. So she's uh, the she's 2-0 and in the season now. So... Um, But, yeah, very, very good pitching by O'Leary. And, actually, all the ladies that pitched in last night's game, fantastic pitching. And um, moving on to the topic of the night, and that is number one, UCLA softball. They blanked out San Diego State 14-0. And UCLA's pitcher, Megan Faremo, she pitched a perfect game for UCLA Bruins. She went five innings, no hits allowed, no walks, and five strikeouts. A perfect game is extremely hard in every level of every sport, whether it's softball or baseball. And it's hard to get a perfect game because it's not just about you anymore. See, a no-hitter, if if you're pitching amazing, you don't walk anyone, you don't allow any hits, then that's a good no-hitter, right? But 
to get a perfect game, you got to depend on your defense as well. They cannot commit any errors. That's what makes that more special about a perfect game as opposed to a no-hitter, in case you did not know. You can still get a no-hitter and have 30 er errors as a team. I don't know how they would score on you, but the point here is that you know, a perfect game is that much harder because you're not in control of the defense unless the ball's hit to you. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to Megan Faremo and the UCLA Bruins on getting that perfect game. Um, and that's the first perfect game in her career, 19th in UCLA's history. So that's pretty darn incredible to know that your team, your school, has had 19 perfect games. It's amazing. Uh, but anyway... However, even though it's her first uh, perfect game in her career, she does have three no-hitters uh, in her career. So, obviously, Megan knows how to pitch, um, and, yeah, she can she can throw. Um, but, like I said, it's her first in her career as far as a, a, a perfect game, and I, I'm sure she felt as happy or if not happier from when she threw her first no-hitter or second <laughs> or third. Um, but anyway, Brianna Perez went two for two with a double, a triple, and three RBIs with two runs scored. And Delaney Wiz, I believe is how you say her last name, she went two for three. She had two bombs, four RBI, and Faremo is now 4-0 and for the season. The UCLA Bruins are 6-0. and So, I mean, you lead your club. How else would you want to lead your club? It's amazing. Um, and you're the ace, and you're, you're showing them off. I believe she's the ace. I mean, at this point, I'd make her the ace if she's not. Uh, but still, um, you know, to have the three no-hitters career-wise, even in baseball, Major League Baseball, professional baseball, that is rare. To have one hitter is rare enough already. To have three and then that perfect game. Anyway, I'm ranting. I'm just going off here. But the point here is that it was a historic night in softball as far as UCLA pitching that perfect game. And then in baseball, Auburn scoring 33 runs, and they obviously both got the victory, but they both also shut out the opponent. Perfect game, obviously. Um, so phenomenal pitching. That's just great pitching by both teams, um, and also for um, what was it, Texas, Te Texas State? Sorry. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much all I got for today, guys. I apologize. I said it was going to be short. Uh, but, you know, tonight there's a ton of games as well. And so we will keep an eye out. Um, and I will obviously talk about it here with you tomorrow. If you have not added me on Twitter, go ahead and do so at On Deck with Josh. Or you can shoot me an email and let me know what you think. You, if you feel like I should talk about a specific school or check them out, let me know. You can email me at ondeckwithjosh at gmail.com. See you next time, guys.